Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we got to tell you about our fine sponsors for the t- for today's broadcast, uh, which, of course, were brought to you today by PromoJournal.com, powered by Promo Corner. Promo Journal is the industry source for fresh daily content. You got to check out the exclusive blogs, videos, and podcasts to learn about advertising opportunities. Reach out to sales at promocorner.com. Why don't we say hey to uh, to Meg Erber. How are you doing today, Meg? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, do you guys have a nice Valentine's Day? Uh, other than the million text messages from my co-host, Meg Erber? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just try to get shit done. <laughs> well, you know. You know. I, I'm yeah, I'm it was you. nice. It was a really nice day. I got the kids some flowers and candy, and then I got some nice flowers back there. So yeah, it was a nice day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I, I got some some flowers for the girls, you know, make them feel a little special so that yeah. when they get older and some boy well, tries to give them flowers, they don't get all crazy about it. So well, well uh, done, sir. Well, well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Steve McFadden, how are you? Fresh back from from the uh, the Waste Management Open. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I'm happy to be back. Um, for those of you that have not uh, seen last week's episode, I was in. Shame uh, on you. Arizona, yeah, for the Super Bowl, uh, helping with security for the Bart Star breakfast. Um, and then while I was there, went through the Waste Management Open. And um, I, it's hard to explain the Waste Management Open. For those of you that have been to a, a golf event, it's a very typically a very formal, traditional, you know, everyone's quiet when they hit and all that and some cheers throughout. This tournament is a four-day tailgate college party and um it's unbelievable we were able to get into 16 uh, which is like the famous hole at waste management and people holding up the quiet signs had no chance like it was (laughs) people yelling and screaming before they hit during the hit after the hit was anyone chanting eagles like (laughs) Uh, no but it was so funny because there's like people don't typically chant for the losing team meg (laughs) or for a different sport while they're not there um but uh you know it's it's so funny if they miss the green 22,000 people booed the golfer (laughs) if you make the green and it was like you know good shot it was just kind of like mid applause but if you got close the place like thought it was like the end of the world it was bizarre and then on saturday it is it is there was a shot on saturday i think it was the one of the last shots of the day that ended up like six inches from the hole and beer just started raining down uh people were throwing all their cups and beer and it's just like they expect it that's just it's like philly when they grease the poles they just expect it (laughs) yeah it it, but honestly it's such and there's there's market so much marketing stuff behind the whole event too that i didn't know about before i got there had i known i could have shared more last week but the went into the pro shop and there's so much 16 branded stuff and regular branded stuff and 
you know, wild patterns. Not like you'd see. It's like if uh, Ricky Fowler designed half the outfits. It's <laughs> it's just it's like what it was. So it's unbelievable. So I'm glad I got to do it. But I'm glad I'm back too. So I can imagine. So Meg, you keep going back to this like Philadelphia thing. I'm not sure why we're still talking about the Eagles. They're like yesterday's news. I'm not. Very sad and disappointed, and I've moved on. <laughs> I went to the rodeo well, over the weekend. Look, actually. I tried to let you down easy by telling you before the Super Bowl that the Chiefs were going to win. So, right, you know, you, you've only got your on. Let's just move on. You, you Shout out to we the... have a great guest today. I would love to hear who our guest Meg is. Herbert. Rob, it is traditional that we don't, give our guests three to four minutes don't to tell ruin us the segue, Meg. who they are, <laughs> where they came from, and how they got their start in this industry. Let's start with you. Well... <laughs> I'll, I'll, well, I appreciate that, Meg. Thank you very much. And, and thank you all for having me on today. I was, I've been very excited ever since you guys uh, invited me. Uh, I would like to say first time or long time listener, first time caller. I'm not sure that really applies in this scenario, but I've never said that. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. And don't uh, don't hang up and listen because we need you for the whole podcast. Gotcha. <laughs> noted, noted. Uh, Meg, to your point, and I'm going to segue back to that, <laughs> that big game that we just had that some refer to as the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, right. My kids were born and raised, or not, well, they're currently being raised in Tennessee, but born in Kansas City. My wife's family has ties to Kansas City, so I was a, uh, a big Chiefs fan yesterday. Uh, so sorry about your Eagles there, Meg. Good game, I guess. I mean, <laughs> what can you do? Where's, where's Amelia Model in the comments when I need I know. That's and right. Nolan. Ahead, you know, where, where's Tiffany Kanak? Where's where's Mandy Rudd? Where where are all where are all my people's at in the comments? They're still recovering. They're still recovering. I think they're at the parade today, actually. Oh, is it today? I think so. Yeah, well, that's definitely where Mandy is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, it is it's it's customary, like Meg was trying to say, and I don't know if you were able to hear because I was cutting her off quite a bit there. It's customary for us to give our special guests a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself and maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry. Um, so for those that don't know you, uh, why don't you give us a brief introduction and then how you got started, man? Absolutely. I sure will. So, yeah, for those that do not know me, uh, name is Rob Baumgartner, and I am currently the regional sales manager here at Gold Star. Um, been with the company five years. Uh, I'm not going to give you the, the ins and outs about my whole career journey. There you go, Jeff. Love it. Love it. Uh, but I started this industry fresh out of college. What is that? Back in 06, uh, working for a distributor. You know, I had my marketing degree, wasn't sure what to do, found a job. Let's go with it. And uh, out of since 06, there was one year I jumped out of the industry and I absolutely hated it. I was selling fuel cards. I was reaching out to companies with fleets of vehicles, trying to sell them fuel cards. Yeah. So I quickly got back in the industry. And uh, uh, like I said, most of, the, most of my time has been on the supplier side. I worked at Gill Studios uh, in the oh, Kansas City. Yeah. yeah, for seven years. Uh, again, we had all our kids in K uh, KC. And uh, I have family in Kentucky. And we just decided, you know what, let's, let's move to Nashville. Had to leave Gill Studios. Uh, just because uh, we relocated. And uh, you know what? I was fortunate enough to get connected with Mr. Kenny Ved, who uh, who offered me a job here at Gold Star. And uh, the rest is kind of history after that. So, again, Bill Gold Star five years and absolutely loving it. That's awesome. You've got, cool. you got two really big personalities over there um, that, that steal the show. So... Come on, Cinderella. Let's uh, let's hear about how you sell some pens. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So yeah, and, and I, I, you know, I knew we were going to 
and that's the thing. We don't sell pens here at Gold Star, Meg. Mm. We sell writing instruments is what we sell. So mm. it just sounds a little bit better when you say it that way. But no. So, uh, again, I didn't want to make this all about Gold Star. We do have some kind of trendy things that I want to talk about. But, I, you know what? Let's face it. Selling pens as a, as a distributor to your end client, it's, it's tough. You know, sometimes you get the order just because out of necessity. You know, they had some, some money to spend or whatever. Um, whenever I go into a distributor and I'm talking writing instruments with folks, you got to make it fun. You got to, I, I try to go in there and I'm like, all right, well, I got to find some way to kind of make this sexy. So um, jazz it up any way you can. You know, uh, at Gold Star, we're known for full color decoration. So a lot of imprint colors on writing instruments. You can just get creative, make a, make a pen, a coupon pen, make it a business card pen. Instead of handing out a traditional business card, hand out one of our full color four wrap pens. Um, but I will say my big piece of advice for distributors who are trying to sell writing instruments uh, or, or they get a request for writing instruments. The biggest question I think that, that you can ask your client is, what is your budget? You know, if they say, hey, I'm looking for pens under $2 with our line, that's going to pretty much open it up to everything. Uh, if they say, hey, I'm looking to give away several thousand and my budget's under a dollar. Well, that narrows it down to plastic pens only. Let's then we can have a conversation because that, a lot of times people get overwhelmed selling writing instruments. And, and that's what I'm trying to avoid. You know, if, if I can step in and just make the make the process a little simpler, uh, that's what I would like to do. And like I said, the, the biggest question is, is price point. So, Stephen, yeah. I have a question for you since you're a distributor. What is the yes. first thought that comes to your mind when your customer says, I just need a pen? Like, I just want a pen. Like what? I mean, if, and if that's what my. I don't. Yeah. I'm not trying to direct you into being like, oh, that's a bad thing. I are you like completely overwhelmed by the nine million seventeen thousand five hundred well, seventy-two pens in this industry? Rob, in full <laughs> transparency, if someone sent me an email and there's like, hey, can you get me a quote or some ideas on five hundred pens? I go, like, <laughs> like, what? that's all they emailed me about. You know, it's like, like we have so many options already available to them, whether it be on the website or whatever, and so. It ends up being, as you know, a there's a lot of questions to ask. Like, is there a price point? Do you need plastic? Do you need metal? Are these nice pens? Are these giveaway pens? Is it because there are so many different facets to writing instruments? You know, it's just not um, do they want a capped pen, a click pen with a stylus, that a stylus, gel? You know, is it ink safe? Is it blue ink, black ink? Is it click? You know, it's all the different variations of the same item. Um, so we have never really led with pens. Uh, it's always something people know that we have. And I would say it's something that we add on to a ton of orders. Like it's one of those things where, hey, we're looking for Q1 stuff and we need some of our staple pieces. You know, what do you recommend as some staple items? And we'll show them some, uh, you know, some kind of creative pieces or new trending items. And we're like, it's also probably a good idea to have a pen in there too, because everyone's going to use them and you're going to need them at all these events. They're like, Oh yeah, sure. What are you, what are some of your favorites? So it's, it's an easier plug and play, um, you know, as far as that's concerned, but it's not, um, it can be a differentiator when you've got great suppliers, you know, that can help you. And there's lots of good ones in the industry in particular gold star. So, um, you know, I guess good news, bad news. I kind of get a little like, Oh geez, like they only want to talk to me about pens, but I very rarely get an email that's like that. It's mo more like, hey, here's the whole project we have. And then what do you recommend? And then we'll we'll put pens in, in their place, kind of. You know what I mean? I, For lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, but 
I'm sure Steven, everyone does it differently. So everything that you had there is a lot to definitely dissect, and I, I hope we get a chance to sort of go through each of the facets because I mean that's that's really why we're bringing this to the audience because you mm -hmm. know we've already talked hats and how to how to lead the charge with headwear, and now we're talking writing instruments. We want to talk about all these different product categories and as, as to why you want to lead the charge with them or why you want to consider them yeah. or, or you know be a little bit more proactive with these kind of items as opposed to being reactive. Um, and, you know, Rob, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe you can shed some light on, you know, why you would want to lead the charge maybe with writing instruments. But uh, just recalling back to, to my days as a distributor, like it was definitely one of the easiest ways because we, we all talk like this is the $25 billion industry that nobody knows about. Right. Like so when you're trying to explain the industry to somebody, I feel like a pen is like one of the first things you tell somebody like, oh, yeah, you know, like you get a logoed pen or a mug or something like that. You know, that's that's typically where you go when you're trying to explain the industry, right? I will say to add to your point, Jeff, when I did a like a promotional, like I did a search of like top promotional products, just as like to see what was out there, not by ASI or PPI. And writing instruments came in the top three across the board. And there was a lot of distributor websites too. So it is something that comes to mind. So make sure that you, you can present that well. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Jeff. And Stephen, I was just going to say, you, you, you kind of hit it on the head whenever you said it's kind of an add-on type bottom. Yes, you know, we would love for, for distributors to go into their end clients and say, hey, we're going to start off talking about pins today. You know, and like you're in, start with that. We're also realistic and we know that's not usually where the conversation goes. So, yes, writing instruments, great add-on type item. Um, and then, Jeff, to kind of comment on what you asked about earlier, you know, why should you lead off? repeat business. I mean, writing instrument, there's a, a very high percentage of those orders that is just recurring repeat business. And as a distributor, you know, who doesn't want that that order that just lands on your, your email, your inbox every month, every, you know, every other, you know, twice a year, whatever it is, repeat business. Everybody loves it. And there's a lot of that in the writing instrument world. Why do you think that's the case in the writing instruments? I like uh, that. I think that's a great nugget for, I just yeah. didn't think about that. Cause is it the cost wise per, you it's, know, it's per impression? Cost wise, and, and also it's, it can be overwhelming. So let's face it. Once you find a pin that you like and you're a bank or something that you know for that, for a fact, you're handing these out. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again to trying to find a pin, a blue, a mm -hmm. plastic, blue ink, black, you know, it's just, it's easy money right there. So that I think it's just the easy thing to do sometimes. And, and as a supplier, I go, when I go in to talk to distributors, I, I kind of tell them, you know, have your client been ordering the same pin for year after year after year? Let's say blue pin, white imprint. Well, the game has changed a little bit. Let's let's kind of look at these. And then that's how, kind of how I get the conversation started. So I did yeah, have a uh, good, good, Jeff. I was just going to say, I feel like distributors a lot of times, if, if they've got the repeat business coming in, they just rely on that. And they don't they don't typically try to change things up or, or muddy the waters. If it's if they're just getting it, they're yeah. just going to keep doing it. So it's it's actually kind of good for the supplier to kind of help the distributor and nudge them along a little bit, because I think it keeps them fresh and keeps them retaining that business over the long haul. Yeah, 100 percent. Steven, what were you going to say? Steven? You have yeah, news, yeah, I was going to share. You know, I, I know you were mentioning some of the data on uh, your search results, but I can kind of lean into that a little bit. Um, the 2022 ad impression study from ASI did come out, so I thought I would kind of use that tool to figure out. You know, is there is the writing instruments make its make its appearance again? So um, it did. So I'll, I'll give you some of that some of that data. So they. There's a, you'll have to go online and read about how they gather the data and gather the studies for these. Um, but essentially, they, it's through surveys, it's through market research, uh, and then they analyze 
the all of the data and all the products and they had just roughly 40,000 surveys and data points that they analyzed um, through Q4 um, of 20 or excuse me of, of 2022 so all of last year so with that said um, they break out a lot of these categories into men and women also by region and so in the top five most influential promo products among men for the entire industry, writing instruments came in fifth. So it's yeah. in the top five. So it's on the infographic, which is great. Um, top five for women, it wasn't on the list. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, Meg, Meg, where are the pens at for the females there? I yeah, told you, I have the same pens in here from when I was at Jetline. <laughs> that was like 10 years ago, but hey, I see it all the time. Some random. I will say pins are one of those items that tend to change hands a lot too, you know, because they are yes. relatively inexpensive. People will, you know, they'll ask to borrow a pen and then they forget to give mm -hmm. it back. And then well, that's why TD Bank and, and all those banks, over. they just throw those pens in there. They want to get rid of, you know, they want to get rid of them. That's more. Yeah. Is the pen the, uh, is the pen the coins of the industry? Like, is it like change where it like goes through all the restaurants and goes and changes Gross. 10 hands before it gets to you? Like very, good, very good analogy. I'm not sure that's a positive spin on, I don't want to be considered the penny. You know, I like. I put you at the, the 50 cent piece. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're at least a dime or a quarter. I mean. <laughs> I considered like the t-shirt or like the sweatshirt, maybe the 50 cent piece, but you know, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I do have another data point that I thought was interesting. So they also divide out every state and they do the top five per state. Um, so I didn't want to obviously go through all of those, but they also divide the country by region. And there was a cool data point. Let me find it here about the Southeast region. Um, and it said, Writing instruments are the are more influential in the southeast than any other region. So when mm -hmm. compared to um, what do they have? They have the northeast mountain region, southeast, northeast um, as kind of the, the quadrants and pens does the best in the southeast. Interesting. So, yeah, is, yeah. Is, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because Rob's down there. Rob's well, gonna, it's yeah. all you, man. Well, I mean. And, and my territory is actually considered the Midwest, so I, I, I do go south. I do go Tennessee, like the Carolinas, but down mm -hmm. south would be uh, our uh, rep down there, Jessica Miller. And it's funny because she always get requests for ink pens. In in the south, they're ink pens. You know, oh. everybody, you know, everywhere else they just go, hey, I need a pen, whatever. Ink pens are in the south. You know, I need a blue ink pen. I That's need... funny. That's All funny. Right, so, Rob. what do you call what do you call the things on your feet? The thing, thongs. Uh, like, all right, what kind of shoes? Like the like specific shoes, like they're, not they're like thong. work shoes, but like I call them sneakers. Okay, yeah, like New Jersey, I, I call them sneakers. I thought that's where you headed. I don't really use the sneaker. I, I just what do you what do you call it, Jeff? What were you saying? That's called a thong. A thong, <laughs> a, a foot thong. I mean, in, in all in Aussie language, that's a thong. <laughs> what do you call so, Stephen? <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Duh. 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 I call them, I call them sneakers. Yeah, me say what sneakers. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so like there, are, there are two states in the whole country that had pens as the number one product. What is any it? idea? Do you any guesses? Tennessee, California, Ohio. Ohio. It was Tennessee. It was Tennessee. Wow. It's there. And uh, actually, I'm sorry, I take it back. There's three. 
Mississippi, and Massachusetts. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. So I thought that was interesting. I will also say that pens were the number one top searched item in ESP, like the last couple of years, the, oh, as far I, as I, I look back. I believe so. that. I believe that wholeheartedly just because, you know, the, the request. So many of them. And, and you got clients that go to distributors, hey, look for a red pen for a giveaway. What do you got? That distributor goes, red pen, and then 17,000 results pop up. And, and I actually use that as an example during my meetings. And I, and I always tell people, if you have a client that comes to you saying, hey, I need this exact pen or I need a red pen, you know, don't. Don't spend all your time on there. Sit if you have a picture of the pin, send it to me, and I can save you hours on the uh, on the Osage machine or you know wherever you get your your uh, uh, information. So yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that at all. I did get um, one interesting data point uh, talking to uh, someone that's inside the factory and operation side of one of the top pen distributors as well, and I have to imagine, and, and I'm trying to think if I can think of a product. By quantity, pens are probably the most produced pr promotional item, if I had to guess. Um, one of the data points that was supported, and I can't find if that's true or not, but it's minimum top five, if not top three. Um, but one of our larger suppliers in the industry, you, you guys probably have similar data. Um, they do over 1 million decorated pens per day. Wow. Just shy of a million decorated a day. I can't think of any other a product that you could even produce that fast right so yeah same. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of pieces right there that's a lot of decoration per day um so you know you add it all up and you you add in all the other you know just uh, suppliers that produce writing instruments we're talking millions millions multiple multiple millions of, of friends a day being decorated so it's that's insane I mean, I'm sure shirts probably has to be somewhere up there as far as a high quantity piece and maybe even headwear as well. But from a quantity perspective, I have to imagine pens is probably at the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. So, Rob, have a uh, the, a cost per impression on the on the data that you're looking at? No, they they have two different studies. Uh, one goes through um, Head, headwear is actually the second best product in the entire industry for pro cost per impression. Yeah, they have so the ads, the ad impression study kind of breaks it into a couple of different portions. And actually, this is earlier than I've seen it released before. Um, so, cost per impressions, I'm assuming, will come soon. And PPAI does a good job doing the the cost per impressions uh, infographics once those are ready. Um, so, Rob, let's dive into the woods a little bit. Um, why, why don't we talk about the different aspects? Like it, it, as a distributor, what are the things that you need to be alarmed about uh, or, or concern yourself with when you're trying to dissect a pen, you know, to, to try to make those recommendations? Because there's obviously, you know, Stephen, you, you dove into a bunch of them, you know, plastic versus metal versus whatever. Do you want uh, the, the click versus the cap? You know, do you want, you know, let, let's talk about the amount of Infinite, ink yeah. or whatever yeah. that's inside uh, of the pen and how long you can actually write. Like what are the, what are some of those things that people can come to a supplier and ask about to, in order to be able to sell a writing instrument better than. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, any questions are good because there's a ton of when it does come to writing instruments. The, the main thing I like to tell folks is, you know, don't, don't buy a cheap pen. I mean, we, we have some inexpensive pen options. We don't have cheap pens, you know, but there are some out there in the industry that, 
you buy a cheap pen, you write with it twice, and it breaks in your hand as you're spelling, you know, whatever. So uh, don't buy, don't put your brand on something cheap. I mean, that's that's kind of the consistency of everybody in the industry, whether it's a, a t-shirt, a, a, a cap, you know, whatever. Don't put your don't put your logo on something that's cheap. So that's one. Um, but as far as questions, yeah, you know, do you want blue ink or black ink with it? Um, I commented earlier, you know, are you going to give out several thousand of these at a trade show or a, you know, whatever? If that's the case, you're probably not going to buy our highest, our higher end metal pen uh, with all the bells and whistles on it. So uh, price points, obviously a good one. Uh, but the thing about pins, though, it's it's personal preference. And, you know, usually the decision maker chooses whatever they feel like they like best. You know, do you like a cap and barrel style pin? Yeah, I'm OK with it. Some people absolutely despise a cap and barrel pin because they lose the cap. So, um, again, it's all all about personal preference, which is why we continue to come out with so many different styles of pins. It feels like daily or weekly almost. But it's just to kind of to kind of check off boxes for every demographic app, uh, out there. Uh, you know, there's some trends out there, soft touch rubberized barrel pens. And uh, for all my gold star colleagues, they like hearing me say rubberized for some reason. <laughs> I don't know if it's the South, but I add a few extra eyes in the rubberized. So, uh, that was very Matthew McConaughey. I was going to yeah, say that. I was going to say yeah. that. Rubberized. Rob, are you seeing any anything like trend towards specific, anything specific? Like what are the trends that you're seeing in writing instruments right now? Yeah, I'm glad you did. And I did bring a few. And this, anybody out there who needs some gold star pin packs, I saw Jeff already had his. But if anybody else needs some more, Meg, gosh, I do. I know a person. I just but, had to throw uh, out my Jetline pen from 2009. <laughs> there was no ink in it. Uh, but yeah, there Rob, since you mentioned Jessica Miller, yeah, thanks, Jessica. Appreciate it. There you go. There you go. Jess coming through. Uh, but yeah, several different trends out there. I did want to comment very quickly on just a few. So eco is a big trend that's out there in our industry right now. Um, we came out with several different bamboo uh, items, you know, bottle openers, that kind of thing. Uh, this is one of our new bamboo pens from our ellipse collection does awesome so you know if, if you wanted to pair up that with a nice eco journal with an eco water bottle our line really is great for you know kit components that kind of thing but that's a trend that we're seeing another one you all heard of the term monochromatic mm -hmm. monochrome yeah. and i hope and i hope the picture kind of does it justice Ooh. but it's, it's kind of tone on tone so you got the matte blue barrel with the shiny glossy uh, trim color there in that same kind of blue color. So monochrome is something new. We introduced it out in Vegas. People are going to love it. And then last real quick, rose gold. It's a fan favorite. So everybody loves the rose gold trim. Uh, it's something we came out with several years ago, and uh, it's still hot to this day. So uh, you know what? If you go with any of those options, you're not going to go wrong. But if you just want a basic plastic pen that you can hand out to the, to the hundreds, thousands, whatever, obviously we have those just – Rule number one: Don't put your logo on something that is cheap. <laughs> so I've I've heard the, the the terminology about like how long you can write a pen or and like the linear feet that you can write with the amount of ink that's in a pen. And there's a big difference between you know a quality pen and a you know a piece of junk pen that you know like you're saying very inexpensive. So or very cheap. So how, like is that like a statistic or something that you can ask for when you're it looking at pens? It actually is, and I forget we have a few pins in our in our line with some uh, we just call extra large ink cartridges. Uh, so it's a little bit bigger than just the rest of them out there. And I forget the mileage on. It. I don't know if it's two or five, somewhere in that range. Uh, but yeah, you could actually write with it for two to five miles just continuously until it runs out of ink. So uh, it's, it's just cool. Really cool when you look at that. Yeah, I've never used up a pen. 
Neither <laughs> have I, but I well, feel like honestly, we should we should never. field test that that two to five mile pen. I feel like that would be fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I got this uh, this AT cross pen uh, as like a parting gift from CPPA, and this is like by far my favorite pen, just because I mean it's obviously Rob, you would know. I mean it's a very expensive pen, yeah, uh, but it's very good quality. It is a cap and barrel, which I mean, if you're losing the cap to a cap and barrel pen, you're a savage. Uh, <laughs> it literally, you take it off and you stick it on the other end. It's kind of impossible to lose. Yeah, you are preaching to the choir. I do not. I get that a lot. I lose the cap, and I always want to say, "How do you lose the cap?" But I'm just like, yeah. Okay, well, whatever in the back but because that's like my go-to pen i actually have had to uh it, it has replaceable uh you know ink cartridges because it's such an expensive pen you obviously wouldn't just throw that away after you run out of ink but that's like i think that may be the only pen that i've done that with though yeah i did just get a live piece of data that i'll share with you about pens oh, um, do it. the average pen will change hands how many times in its life take a guess Eight. seven Oh, I was going to go higher than that. Uh, I was going to say like 20. I think that might be low. What is it? Eight. Right on, oh, Jeff. The average pen, eight times. So <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. I didn't realize that. It's, it's, so you know what? I'm going to upgrade it to the dollar bill. I think it's like the dollar <laughs> bill. It's not the change anymore. It's it's a higher value and a lot we've more moved, changing. Yeah, we've moved You're up. You're moving up, Rob. Vending <laughs> machine Very money nice. now. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Rob, thank you so much for coming on here. Do you guys have anything else to, to ask him? I just think that was an amazing, like this whole series that we're doing of like how to teach distributors how to lead the sales charge with specific promotional products. I think it's going to really add some value and, and bringing Rob on. I mean, man, so those of you that don't know Rob very well, he's got some straight up basketball moves too. Like uh. I, I had to play basketball with him. And I, I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but I thought just because I was tall and played in high school that I would be able to retain some of that like athletic ability. I was by far the worst player on the basketball court. And I oh, needed more no, water breaks. No. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm, I've accepted it. <laughs> BJ was like, please don't embarrass me. Because he's like, you know, he played for Drexel. So he's like, please. And I'm like, I got Jordans. He's like, they're not going to make you play any better. <laughs> they didn't. No, that, that, was, that was a good time. So, yeah, I got invited to play a little basketball in Vegas. First time I could actually do it in my schedule allowed. And I had an absolute blast. Meg, it was real fun playing with you. And I, I paid too. for it the next day. I, I did. <laughs> On the show floor, it was a little tough to stand and walk around. I was hurting so bad. Yeah, I can imagine. So one last thing that I'll say uh, is just that, I, you know, again, as coming from that distributor side so long ago, like I remember like writing instruments is actually something that you can make quite a bit of profit in as well if you're savvy enough. Uh, because it is a commodity based item and there's so many different suppliers selling very similar or even the same pens. Uh, if you're if you're savvy enough, you can actually, you know, sell, you know, a less expensive pen at the price of the higher pen, you know, because, again, it's like pen for pen, apple to apple. Uh, so you can actually make quite a bit of money selling writing writing instruments as well if you're if you're savvy enough. Yeah, good point. And and when it comes to our line, I mean, and I was going to comment on this earlier, we you can get pins anywhere out there in our industry. It seems like nowadays we have to differentiate ourselves somewhere. And and what we did by that uh, decoration one, but the second and third is our no setup charges on anything in our line, and then we do free freight on all writing instruments too at Gold Star. So if you wanted to charge your client a small little setup, a small little freight, you know, whatever, pass it on. It's completely up to the distributor, but. Yet another way that you can add a add, add some pennies to that order, make it a little bigger. So, 
Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, today's broadcast was brought to you by promojournal.com, powered by Promo Corner. Promo Journal is the industry source for fresh daily content. You got to check out their exclusive blogs, videos, and podcasts to learn about advertising opportunities. Reach out to sales at promocorner.com. And of course, tell them that you heard from or heard about them from the industry insider. Uh, and uh, look, why don't we uh, why don't we say goodbye, Rob? Thank you so much uh, for coming on. Really, uh, really nice to see you, kind of face to face again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you out at, at the next show, man. Hey, same here. Appreciate y'all having me. This has been fun. Oh, Absolutely. Thanks, Rob. All right, guys. Until next time. Take care. See you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.